What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Football Podcast, an early signing period edition. It has happened today. There's a lot that's gone on around the country, but specifically for the Dogs, we will dive into everybody that has was announced today. There's obviously some new names, a lot of new portal names, of course, in terms of the official getting them. There's one that we didn't see coming. And then, of course, there's a couple freshmen that have came along for the ride just here recently, and they are some talents. We'll talk about all of that and more with some more portal entries and some key guys returning. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, this is a full episode here. It's We love signing period. We know it's the kickoff to the offseason. We knew this day was coming. We were going to wait for it. And like I said, there's a lot of everybody we know, but there's a lot – or there's a couple also of ones we – didn't see coming in a sense guys we've even talked about that of course comes to fruition. It's honestly a special day and it just shows us the continued, continued awesome future, especially just next year with all of these signings. And like I said, the returning of two special guys to help that cause as well with some guys going out the door too. It's a full episode. What's going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a great time of year, early signing day, making this team better, obviously with departures throughout the portal. So, I mean, it's happening all across the country and getting uh, a new group of players that we signed our complete class that we've been following all along. Obviously we had the one early flip and I mean, can't blame the kid. We talked about it when it happened, but this group of kids and transfers we got very excited about. Yeah. And it's even for the fact that we added a guy that's going to be leading the team offensively that we really wanted that came to obviously like I said came to fruition and and came to our attention just early this morning when they announced it and some of these guys didn't get to make the post themselves before the, the team did so we'll dive into them all and as well as everything else there's a national championship coming early this year with two opponents that we predicted so let's kick off with what I said also there's two new returnees and they're big ones physically and figuratively Chase Evans and Jake Green officially back. We knew throughout this whole process, Nick Hill saying, and he said again today on his presser, no exits of the offensive line room, not even in the portal, um, and even clearly just some graduation. Everyone was capable of coming back. And two starters, two very important starters are returning, as was aforementioned players. That's what I said. They both made their respective posts on here saying how they have unfinished business. Jake Green saying how it would be an honor to finish what he started back in 2019. Chase saying that 2023 season was an incredible ride, but we have some unfinished business to take care of, and I can't wait to get back to work. No, this is massive because, as we know, we'll talk about it throughout this. We can go ahead and say it now. That next year could have one of the best offensive line groups we can imagine and we'd say like it's it's always good to point out a specific point of the team that's the best under Nick Hill. This past year was the defense. Next year it could very well be the offensive line. Noah, your thoughts on these two returning? Clearly it's massive. And even, you know, what we would like to see one of their positions go into. And then obviously we'll get to the thing. We'll talk about some other things before we dive into all the players. Transport, there's one that could be added to the starting group. But you know, having Chase and Jake back just makes it even more better, especially when you think about adding it to a offensive line group that will add Noah Finsky next year as well. Yeah, and that's a group that I've harped and continued going back to what Nick Hill said in the preseason this last season that uh, 
everybody in that room has eligibility and it turns out that obviously uh obviously there's a couple guys that are going to be graduating to that group but some have eligibility and these two guys obviously can move on and obviously jake's talked about um playing at the next level and stuff like that and all of them have that dream but like they could definitely know what's what's in front of them and obviously they know behind the scenes of who's going to be signed here and they obviously know in that group like you said can be one of the potential all-time great offensive lines as a group yeah and we and we'll talk more as the season just gets here in a long time from now but even the potential of chase evans signing over to santa that we like to say because we now we do have a bigger quarterback we know the whole factor that Jacob Koffel is still here, and he could very well still be the starting center. He's played, you know, pretty well over his two years of starting, but we know why he started. Now it's a change of scenery. It's a change of something. You add in guys that are newly added to the guard spots and you move Chase over to a spot where he can thrive at center and even help his career, you never know, those kind of things. So it's a lot of that. But having Jake and Chase both back is exceptional. You know, again, they're phenomenal players. They're they're two reasons. I mean, Jake Green did his best at left tackle this year, and we know what Chase can bring. So it's just massive knowing officially they are back, wanting to finish out their careers in a season. Like I said, with them saying they have some unfinished business themselves. Uh, great news there. Now let's talk about some other housekeeping things. Uh, PJ just keeps racking up the awards today. He was uh afca first team honors as an all-american consensus all-american he is the 11th player in school history to do so that was like i said came out today and there's been some over the course of time him and his teammates uh pj also had like i said first team all-american award that he got but also his couple couple of teammates cornerback one next year is we like to already give him uh mark davis was the um all-American honors for fourth team, which is great. He definitely earned that this past season. And then Desmond Hearns, freshman All-American. Uh, obviously, he definitely made some big plays this past season to earn that as well. Just some more accolades here as the offseason keeps rolling into. Shout out to all those guys on defense and in the secondary. PJ, keep it up. Um, and then there was, a, there was a post here recently about the viewership that happened for – our game against Idaho, I want to say it was in the 132,000 range that people watched in that standalone game that one evening, uh, you know, late into that night that we know, and it was a hard defeat, but just knowing that it was good viewership for that. They were posting a lot of stuff for viewership and some other things that had us included throughout the playoffs that we were included in. So just wanted to add that because there were a lot of eyes on ESPN2 for that night game, which was cool. So a lot of stuff with last year's team just touching up here. Noah, now let's talk about some more entries into the portal. That's three more entries we've had since the last time we spoke, since the season recap. And a couple important ones. You know, obviously everybody who leaves is important in their own way of, you know, especially if they ended up finding playing time of any sort. And this first couple lead off with didn't play. And he was only a true freshman this past year. But Ethan Edens entering the portal. We know how important the specialists are, Noah, and there are moments where we thought he could have played in, you know, this past season and even this season, knowing that we're bringing a guy in to do one specific side, which means the guy who has been punter probably will continue to be. This stinks, Noah, because he's a, he was an apparent five-star on his own right, and he's talented, and he's already heading out the door when he knows, I, I think, I don't really know. It seemed like he could compete for that punter's job, but he doesn't think so, Noah, and he's out the door. 
your thoughts on that and go ahead and dive into the other two that happened as well. Uh, another uh, freshman from this past year that we'll never know but what he could be because he's already at the door, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it sucks that um, we have a couple guys and it's going to happen every year that we like their potential and thought they deserved a chance uh, right away. And obviously he dressed a couple games and was ready to go if needed, but um, definitely, definitely it, he's going to go somewhere obviously. If, and hopefully we don't, I don't know exactly what happened with last year's we harped on Marlon Houck, not get the opportunity. Now he's at Mississippi state. So we'll see where he ends up, but he's definitely going to have a good career wherever he goes. And, uh, yeah, the other two, obviously, seeing Dre Newman, a special teamer, a special teams ace, our best special teamer we've had in the last couple of years under Nick Hill, and it outside of kickers and punters like Nico and guys like that, but special team guys, coverage guys, gunners, this kid was very special at it and not sure what happened this year. Only played in six games. That's not like him. He's a tackling machine and does a lot of things, so – Weird year for him. I don't know if it was a coaching decision or something like that. Obviously, we know Jameer, Jameer Khan was really great and guys like that. But sucks to see him move on. Maybe he'll get to move on to maybe a lower level and play the, his actual position, which is corner. So hopefully he gets that opportunity. Uh, Carmelo Smith, a freshman we were excited for, part of a really good D-line class we had last 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 class. And he's entered the portal probably go back home in the South towards Georgia where he's from and find a home there and excel wherever he goes. Yeah. And it just stinks because as we know, and we'll get into the portal guys, but there's a position group that we want them to keep adding. And we like the guys that are still eligible, but we want, you know, at more veterans and just whatever, but even the depth and who's to say these true freshmen next year can't come in and play. We like what we saw on the edge from a lot of these freshmen, but Carmelo, yeah, barely seeing the field. In, you know, in any of these four games and not getting the chance and knowing that there's openings, I would think, to some of these guys. But we understand maybe he's homesick. As you said, he might go back to the South and play. It's all understandable. And, you know, again, it's we're more easy on ones like this because we haven't seen them, so it's disappointing. But the fact that we would understand whatever reason it is. So, yes, good luck to Carmelo and his next venture. And, of course, Dre as well. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. You come here as a corner – and you're initially at the start of your career, and kudos to him at the start of his whole college career, being on special teams and being that ace. And yeah, we didn't see that this year. I don't know why he would only play in six games. Maybe it was a coach's thing, or he was dealing with an injury or something. But he knows Jameer's here. He knows, like we've said, and we'll keep talking. David, the return of David Miller, Drake Johnson, all these other guys in this room currently. There's not really a spot for him in what in in terms of what he would want to do outside of special teams. Even though he should take pride in that, because you could find some hidden gems there at any next level of guys who can do that pretty well. But, uh, yeah, maybe he'll be looking to be that corner somewhere else, and we wish him luck as well. We appreciate everything he's done for this program. And all three of those guys, in their own way, true freshmen or veteran like Dre, we wish all all of them luck. Uh, no, there's obviously other guys that have entered the portal since the last time we talked to that we knew about priorly, of course, Isaiah Hartrip. He's only posted about one team, and I want to say it's his only dream team he wants to play for, and that is the Mizzou Tigers, who have been killing the portal. And it seems like they're a team that could be so good next year in the SC in the growing SEC when they already have been on the cusp this year and they're favored in their in their game against Ohio State in their bowl game. They should win that one and carry on that momentum and the, the whatever. 
But we know how hard it would be for Isaiah to crack that. We know he's got talent in his own right, but it's all about everything that he wouldn't be here. He's a malcontent here. He can't put up with that there. He'll be out the door again. So we're, that's only one he's posted about, and we're thinking that's the only place he wants to go. So I think it's only a matter of time with that. Uh, and then Trey Baker, he's been getting D2 offers left and right. Hoping he lands somewhere good and he can go show his talent at that level, maybe work his way back to this level. You, you never know, but that's all he's getting right now. Maybe he'll pick a spot here soon. So some housekeeping stuff there. Noah entered this early signing period here at the end of this season before we know of the next one next year and, you know, early next year in a couple months and what could happen on between that. Let's let's dive into the high school players and go through clearly. I mean, I mean, we, everybody knows the ones, been, you know, and there's some other tidbits of like maybe one is waiting to sign. You know, there's been a lot that have fully put pen to paper, which is a great sign, but. All of them announced. If you if you want, you can go through all of the freshmen we know about still on their certain scenario, like I said, how they did what today and what they're maybe waiting on. And then go ahead and talk about the two added ones to this class that are, you know, you know, key spots in certain positions on offense that could be really good, really good futures to this offense. One in particular, Noah, was headed somewhere bigger and we were able to land him. You called it actually initially that led him to SIU. Yeah, obviously, following along, a lot of these guys, um, their senior years, and keeping you guys updated on them. I'll just start on the offensive line. Uh, offensive lineman Quentin Boak, Evansville, Indiana native from F.J. Wright's High School, 6'5", 275, at left tackle in 2023, named Class 4A All-State, first-team All-City, All-Metro, first-team All-Conference, academic All-City, helped his lead to it. Helped lead his team to a 21 and 2 record in his junior and senior seasons, back to back appearances in the sectional title games. Um, two year National Honor Society guy, student council member, won optim Optimistic Youth Student of the Day Award, also led in lacrosse for three years, was a two time team defensive MVP for that, lettered in swimming as a freshman, enjoys hunting and fishing. That is Quentin Boak. Excited to get him here. At 6'5", 275, we're getting those bigger offensive linemen like I always wanted here. Another big, big body guy, Parker Getter, offensive tackle, 6'6", 290 from Glenwood, Iowa, up at Glenwood Community High School. First team all state, led his team to an 8-3 and three record in the semifinals in the 4A playoffs up there. Was first team all district in class six, lineman of the year as well. Um so this is another guy, only guy from Iowa. We don't see a lot of guys. It's guys at this size in Iowa don't come to – they stay at northern Iowa. They stay at the Iowa, Iowa State. So this is a really good get. I mean, he's making first team in his – in 4A up there. So that's a big get for Parker getting him here in Maroon. Jack Lindsey um, down there in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, went to Owensboro High School, 6'5", 300. Four-year starter at Owensville High School. He was a Max Preps freshman All-American team member. He was first-team All-State, first-team All-Area, first-team All-Academic. He's a DAR Good Citizen Award winner, National Honor Society, Fellowship of Christian Athletes leader as well. Just incredible that he's a four-year starter at the high school level, was a freshman team All-American, according to Max Preps. Just getting him here in Maroon is pretty crazy. So that's the guys offensive line wise we're adding to this room. That's an incredible room. Staying those guys are going to be protecting. 
quarterback Jake Curry, fresh. It'll be a freshman from Edwardsville, four-year starter at Edwardsville. You don't see that in high school. I, I I've never seen it at Marion and my local school. 5'11", 185, class eight A, first team all state, who passed for five thousand career yards, sixty-two tutties, plus twenty-five rushing touchdown. Led to his team at a ten and two record this senior year. He's a three-team all conference selection and all academic all conference pick. Also plays basketball for a really good basketball program. So a guy who started four years is just incredible to add. Then the other quarterback we add in this class is E.T. Harris, 6'2", 160, out of Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky Country Day High School, really good high school program down there in Louisville area. The District Player of the Year, the PAC Quarterback of the Year, two-time All-District, All-Conference, posted a 21-6 and record as a starter, his career numbers was 4,027 passing yards, 42 touchdowns, rushed for 567 yards, 19 touchdowns, set the school record for career passing percentage, also plays basketball and baseball. So adding these two freshmen to our QB room, obviously losing Trey Baker, but these two guys' ceiling um, is very high. Can't wait to see what they progress. Um, then obviously other offensive players – uh, one you just kind of alluded to is a guy I was following, Carson Conkle, a 6'6", tight end from Pickneyville, Illinois. He was committed to Illinois for the longest time. And from what I've heard, off the field issues is the reason, but there's a lot of different things that happen that's been happening in Illinois for them to kind of push guys to the side and go in other ways as what we've seen with a couple guys for Illinois commit so far. But sealing a kid – Three-star, number 22 prospect in the state, according to 24-7. And according to 24-7 Sports, this will be the highest high school recruit Southern Illinois has ever signed. So keeping a local kid home like this, played one varsity game as a sophomore, half a season as a junior after sustaining a leg injury. Also stars in basketball. He was all-conference, all-south, and all-state selection um, in basketball. So this is a guy – High upside, the ceiling is the roof. When it when he decommitted and I heard some off-the-field stuff, I was like, all right, this is a kid to keep home, make him get back to what he should be and bring him into this program and just get him right because he is an awesome talent and I'm glad to have him. Um, then another guy we added that offensive room as well, two other guys actually. One running back, Jerrion Parker, 5'10", 190 out of Orlando, Florida, Jones High School. I can't remember the exact number uh, Nick Hill said in his presser today, but this is one of the very large number of guys we got out of Jones High School. I think it's around 10 or so. Um, the last one was the P.J. Jules. So, um, but this kid rushed for 1,427 yards, 19 touchdowns in the senior year, um, 897 yards, and 11 tutties as a junior. So um, this is a very high – Upside kid, I really like this guy adding him in the running back room because obviously losing Romier and Justin Strong to graduation, it hurts. Then the last offensive guy for freshman-wise, giving a kid an opportunity is wide receiver P.J. Winters, a 5'9", 158 out of DeCoin. Um, slot guy, very – got a chip on his shoulder, plays hard. Um, first team all-conference, all-south, and academic all-state. Helped lead the coin to undefeated regular season and a 10-1 record. 
Um, he's an Illinois State scholar as well, also plays basketball and baseball, and he's all-conference in baseball his junior year. So giving a kid a chance to always love seeing guys getting a uh, chance to play um, for their hometown team and obviously having two on the offensive side. Um, if you want, I can let you touch on offensive guys so far. Yeah, getting um, – what's his name – from getting it from getting Carson from Illinois is a big deal. I mean, you did call it because they, yeah, we heard some things that happened to him. That's why he did decommit, which of course we can talk about it on here, but maybe they're not going to make so local. They were saying how, of course, Nick Hill is his brother-in-law is the Pinkney or is the Pinkneyville uh, principal. So obviously they had some ties there with officially getting him here. And, you know, it's a good thing for his family to come watch him play. It's just, as you said, he's the highest rated player we've ever had in the program. That says a lot. I mean, me and you said that we want to touch more on his tape to like fully know we're getting here because when we were, you know, when we're hearing from others about what he could be, because we we talked about him actually, ironically, a lot here in the last couple, because we have a buddy who the basketball coach at Carterville, he sees them play Pinkneyville. So we just know about, oh, he's going to uh, Illinois for football. And then it's like, okay, so you dig into him a little bit and then then you find out all that stuff, like I said, but um, it's just finding out more, you know, and if he says highly rated, we know about our tight end room and just in general, it's like who says he can't crack four games in. And offensively, it's one thing, you know, whether you throw him out there on special teams or not, but he's a great talent. He is a really good basketball player. He could probably go somewhere for basketball for the most part through all this as well. So it's we should be really glad we got this steal, you know, no matter how it happened. And we said and some people have correlated it with, you know, Marcus and basketball to Blaine decisions, but now we can officially say we can trade Blaine for Carson here for SIU to Illinois. So he's he's definitely a steal. He'll come in here and learn here and then he'll get his chance before we know it. Like we said, wouldn't put it past in his early year here. And then yeah, Jerry and Parker, who is a is a really good get as well. He's one that we didn't know about. We saw because his profile picture is him in a in a Miami uniform he probably went on a visit and put on all that stuff and of course yeah from florida there's some ties there that they wanted to maybe go get him from that high school in the orlando area or the kings of recruiting in florida so this is one that'll pay off at some point down the road as well we know we have a deep young running back class you know all in their own way but you know we think jerry and can you know and one of and the one guy on the defensive side along with him are going to be one of the early entries into spring camp and everything else early into the year to get here early, like some guys how we've known about in the past. So it's good to get him here and learn with with Larry and get in this room with a lot of other new guys as well and some some returning ones as well. And I'm really interested in those guys because we do know all about all the other guys. And of course I'm excited for the the quarterbacks as well. I mean, I've never heard Nick Hill rave about someone more than E.T. Harris in terms of what he said in this quote about the person that he is and the the his ceiling super high and everything like that. Of course, he has all the traits and we. It's crazy just thinking about all the offensive line that we've had in the previous classes. Some that are fully entrenched in the program. Some that sat out this year. Now you had three really good ones to this next class. It's like it's just we're speaking of revolving door, just of talent that. You know, and we haven't, like I said, haven't seen much enter the portal in that regard. But these guys are gonna be right on the heels of these others before we know it. It, it is a good class. Nick Hill, yeah, you want to have a good offensive line group. And getting Parker from Iowa, he's really into our stuff on on X. We really appreciate his, um, you know, his following on there as well. So we're really excited for all those guys on offense and everyone else who says even Aiden as a tight end excited to get him in that tight end room with Carson. 
and and everyone else we have, it's just an awesome room. Aiden was, I think, the first guy in the class that he said committed last summer. So, or a lot of these guys are of the same caliber of that. So yeah, freshman wise offense, I think we got a really good class. Now talk about who on the defensive side. I mentioned one of these guys are coming in early, and we're really excited about tons of these guys coming in on defense. Yeah, that that's another guy. I I feel like when we talk about offense, I always forget him. Aiden Morardi, Oswego E, 6'4", 240. He's just like him and Carson, just like the guys we've had in previous classes. Ryan Schwindeman, Logan Mitten. As true freshmen, you'll probably see him find a role on their team in their four-game uh, trial if they can and potentially see more playing time. Aiden was honorable mention all-conference, honorable Dean's List recipient. He performed 125 hours of community service in high school, overcame some shoulder issues as a sophomore to earn his starting spot as a junior, and then he took off and we got him. Um, so this is a guy, he's going to fit just right in. I mean, that right there, honorable Dean's List and performed 125 hours of community service. That's what he's going to come here and do um, in this program because Nick Hill and this staff in this program does a lot of that. Uh, then, yeah, this defensive side of the ball, starting with cornerback Denim Mitchell, six foot 185 corner from Jackson, Mississippi, down in Madison Central High School. A Class A or Class 7A All-State and two-time All-Conference selection. Recorded 12 interceptions and more than 100 tackles in his uh, in his career. Selected to play in the Magnolia Senior Bowl and has also lettered in track and basketball. So this is a really good get. Nick Hill talked about uh, Terry and his relationship with him. Obviously got him on campus. That's a long trip from down there in Mississippi. And Larry Warner, also a key guy in this one being from down there in Mississippi. So those two guys helped sealing this deal to get a corner like this. This one's up there with the Jameer Cons in the last couple classes and the Charles Young. So excited for him. Then Tyrese Reed, a 6'6", 240-pound defensive end from St. Louis, Missouri, Webster Gross High School. This is a kid that only play has played two years of team football. So this is a lot of raw talent. I'd say if he played a full four years – of football, this is uh, this is a kid that's at the power five level with ease with this kind of body frame. Obviously, the kind of person is here. He is one of the early enrollees. Can't wait to get him here um, and get this kid in the weight room because he's going to put a lot more muscle on and probably end up about 6'6", 260, and get, mm-hmm. just get him be a monster. Then the other guy on the other side, another DN, Nate Tronzo, 6'3", 235 at a Trinity High School in Louisville, 6A All-State and All-District, tackled, tally 23 tackles, 16 solo, four tackles for loss, two sacks, and one forced fumble and one fumble recovery on his way to All-District honors, honors this season. So this is another stud that we've been following for a while now, too, that this defense, this D-line class is – last year's was loaded, but I like this one a lot more, and that's even ending – with Lucas McDaniel, 6'5", 240, out of Louisville, Kentucky, Jefferson Town High School. Played just two and a half years of organized football as well. Was named first-team first all-district as tight end senior year, first-team all-district as a linebacker his junior year. Career totals of 670 yards, 520 rushing downs, 361 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 84 tackles, four first fumbles, 
three interceptions, helped his team go from 0-10 his junior year to 9-2 his senior year. Also led him to basketball, pretty good back-to-back regional champs in that. Nick Hill said he got to go watch this kid play basketball, and they got to pull out a tight win. This is a kid that's played quarterback. This is a guy that played wide receiver. Now he's tied in and plays the line, outside linebacker, and he's going to come here, potentially start on – and they said they're going to start him on that defense side of the ball. Excited about him to do that because this is a kid with – we were scared he was going to flip to that power five level. Louisville and Marshall went on him, um, was worried about that. Then, obviously – a guy I usually start with when we talk about freshmen, but another guy, Ben Fiegel, is the way uh, Nick Hill pronounced it. I've been saying Feigl all off season, so I'm going to take coach on his word um, on that one. Linebacker, 6'3", 225. This is a kid that is a tackling machine. He's up there with the tacklers we've had the last couple of years with Ben Bogle, Miles Wash, and he's going to come into that linebacker room and be just that. Yeah, something about Ben's and doing that. We – we're excited because Ben Bogle, I don't know if he was a late addition, but he was someone that came out of nowhere. And in terms of his commitment or something, we knew about him before, but he was a tackle machine. And we're seeing that now. He'll be a starter next season. Then, yeah, adding Ben, this Ben in here, just to do the same kind of things. I mean, he sticks out for sure. I mean, doing in the sacks department as well as a junior and doing everything he can. I mean, 12 tackles for loss as a senior, 115 tackles in high school is legit. I mean, it, it's crazy how you, you're able to, at this level, land guys who had the production at pretty good, you know, class places. I mean, you said there also about Tyrese, who actually thankfully signed today, as you said. It was him and Lucas, who arguably are two, two of our, you know, most coveted of this class, potentially, that they were in flip potential. And luckily they're not, but uh, Tyrese is – a monster. You're exactly right. If he played four years of high school football, he would not be here because he played two and Kansas State wanted them to go and come to a game. So that just shows you we got to steal with so many of these guys. And I think Carson on offense and Tyrese on defense could be the best players of the bunch of their respective, you know, groups of each side just because of the the steals I think you get with these guys. And um yeah, excited for pretty much all of them. That's bottom line. I mean, Denim for sure. We're eyeing a future of him if he lives up to everything of being a future corner alongside of Jameer Khan. We're liking that tandem. They could potentially come here, you know, at some point. You know, would just don't put it past any of these guys playing in their first year in those four games because we see it every year. Some stick out more. Obviously, there'll be some that won't do it, but some definitely will of the aforementioned ones. But even, I mean, Lucas – he is coming here to play defense, and that's just the main things to take away that Nick would say about the guys we already know about is Tyrese coming early and Lucas starting on defense. I mean, he's the type that I would not hold back the potential to use him on both sides because you, you can have such a deep team where if you slide him in at some points as a tight end, as a blocker, along with even to potentially throw the ball at some points in his career because he can do it, I wouldn't. I just would not settle for something with a guy that – Maybe could be a strength on the defensive end, but also there's other strengths to his game that you can't sell short. And granted, you don't kind of you don't try to pull that kind of stuff and and FCS football potentially, but just don't put it past his future. And he could see four games next year as well. Just a lot of different guys. I mean, even Nate, of course, Nick harped on bringing a state championship here. A lot of winners, a lot of just talented dudes. We're so excited for. A lot of these guys, like I said, mainly just the new ones to this class on offense. And these defensive players are studs. We talked about how last year was one of our favorite classes. This one very well could be as well. A lot of talent in this class. So excited for these guys. 
no doubt about it. Noah, dive into now the transfer class. Like I said, there's, there's of course, some we knew about that didn't get official till the day in terms of like not even knowing we officially got until they make their own posts on both sides of the ball. I mean, there's not as many as there are freshmen. So we'll just, you can dive into them all and we'll get our final thoughts after the fact. But like I said, just one who is a kind of a legacy, he had a brother that played here, as we know, and just, you know, recent years. A good get to add to a depth piece to a certain part of the team. But, no, overall, we love this this early class of transfers. There's still a lot to come, especially at the one, like I said earlier, that's going to lead the team. We found ourselves a quarterback. Yeah, and I'm going to start out with a guy that uh, we, we needed and wanted this offseason and not sure exactly – He's the answer we thought we'd try to find, but Paul Galeen, he's a guy from the Netherlands, um, 6'5", 185. He's a kicker slash punter. He's a William Jewell College transfer with two years of eligibility. Um, at two seasons there, he converted to 15 of 21 field goals, including eight of nine in 2023. The only miss was blocked. He was five of five from field goals on 40 yards plus including a successful from 47, 48, and 48. He's made 47 of 50 PATs in his career. Then punting, averaged 43.7 yards per punt on 53 attempts this year, had a long of 62, also handled kickoffs. And 40 of his 84, 84 career kicks went back for touchbacks. Um, so had a career long from 49 as a freshman, earned all-conference and all sit all city honors in high school as well. Um, so this is a kid that um, not sure exactly he'd be the answer to this question, uh, to our question for um, that, but excited to see what this guy's made of, get him here. Um, a guy you mentioned, everybody will recognize his last name, Cameron Dye, a Georgia State transfer. Um, he's six foot, 290, a uh, guy that's going to be, a very good addition to this offensive line room. Obviously, his brother Ernest played played here. Then his, I think his dad played five. I think Ernest is Ernest is a uh, Ernest Senior played five seasons in the NFL. So Ernest Dye Jr. played from sixteen to nineteen here and was really good. So this is a kid we obviously known grow up. So excited for him. Then wide receiver Bradley Clark, six foot uh, from Tennessee Tech. He led them in a lot of categories excited for him um, to see what kind of fit he is at the wide res- wide receiver position uh, Tay Marrero 5'11 guy a Louisville native so we're hitting the Louisville obviously with transfers as well University of Charleston has two-year eligibility big special teams player excited for him in that category Jaheen Peak, we talked about um, D3 guy coming up at the linebacker position. Shug Walker, we mentioned linebacker from Missouri State. He's a stud. Excited for him. Eddie Robinson, running back. Duquesne transfer was a freshman All-American in the FCS. Three-star recruit coming out of high school. We recruited him. Um, Excited for him. Then the big one, DJ Williams, Murray State quarterback. We know all about him. Um, he's potentially our answer at that QB position, going to come in here and battle Lindauer and Simmons. Excited for this matchup. This is a not as big as class as we could have on that de- or on that transfer side, but to add these transfers, and I'm still a lot of guys out there we've offered, we could potentially add down the road and see exactly what happens going in the spring because you know there's that period during February and stuff like that. 
for sure maybe a couple guys from us trickle trickle in the portal and we can just continue to add on top of that so excited to see the full uh class after obviously signing day in february and stuff like that but this is a good start for us right now yeah this early class is it's a special one though because not only did we get our starting quarterback and you know nick was asked about it obviously we know the he still preached competition, you know, with Hunter Simmons. And he didn't say Michael Lindera, but he notably said Hunter because it seemed like Hunter will be the backup again. And of course, it would be competitiveness. But we knew we needed to go get a quarterback, and that we did. And it's the one that we wanted from the get-go. We were literally just talking at the basketball game last night about, you know, they got to get DJ. You know, they don't want to let him slip. We were talking about what his best offers were. And it's like you just cannot let him slip because – it is kind of thin and, you know, the kind of good quarterbacks you can get in the portal because the other ones we want have gone elsewhere. Or they're out of reach. So it's like, go get this guy. And like I said, early, really early this morning, we landed him before he made the post himself later on in the afternoon. I mean, we saw it last year and it just, just the fact that he brings something that I don't think SIU has had in a long time. It's the ultimate mobile, you know, mobile. It's the ultimate, you know, dual threat. He's got a huge arm. You know, he's dealt with injuries in his career, but now he's here healthy. I mean, he fumbled a – I mean, granted, he was on an offense that didn't score against us. We also had a top-five defense in the country, and his personnel around him was not great. Now he'll get to come here and have that personnel to, for him to put up the numbers. I mean, Nick Hill said himself, uh, quote, obviously playing against him, seeing him on a ton of crossover film, just really having a good idea of what we're getting. He's a really talented player that has done a lot of really good things in college football. We really think getting him into the system, the sky's the limit for DJ, end quote. So we know people have preached wanting to get a Nick Kill system, and now you're going to get a guy that's not athletically and physically challenged, and you get a guy who can do a lot of different things, and maybe this offense, and everything can take off. But again, we've got our guy. We can't wait to talk more about DJ as the offseason goes on. Our new quarterback won. So excited for him. Other parts of this class, though, I mean, Eddie Robinson – as you mentioned, was FCS freshman All-American and Duquesne made the playoffs, had the only score against Youngstown when they got throttled by them in the first round. This one's weird, you know, or different in terms of the ties because they said that his high school coach played for Coach Blake Rowland at Cincinnati. Uh, he's a former three-star recruit. He's from Ohio, and just within the last week, he took a visit to Youngstown, and we know he's from Ohio – Youngstown, you know, and just in terms of comparing and contrasting the teams, you know, us and them, they beat us three straight. They also made the playoffs, got to the next round, and everything else that comes with it. Uh, and, you know, just the fact that, again, he stays in his hometown and what they are themselves, they can say, hey, Jaleel McLaughlin, he just got to the NFL running back. So it's it's crazy, but he's so talented as a freshman. They had led Duquesne in rushing. Like I said, had that only score, you know, six foot, 188. I think he can come in here and be RB1. I mean, we wouldn't rule anything out of what they could still get and what Jalen Benefield and LaShawn Lester, who's still in this room, but the young guys as well, we're thinking Eddie Robinson could be the starter. Really good get there, talented, like I said, former three-star recruit getting him in here. And then also Bradley Clark, which we said along, you know, we lost Isaiah, lost Deontay, lost Zach Gibson. We needed someone to add with Vincent Davis and Alan Middleton, who were like who we think and everybody else thinks too is going to come in here and be a stud in his second year. Bradley Clark did have the production at Tennessee Tech. Uh, Nick Hill preached on that he is maturity. He's only going to be here for this one season, but just something they wanted. He said he's a big body, really mature. 
and can have an immediate impact. He said they wanted to go get a guy that can have an impact. And I think Bradley will, whether he's our top guy or not, he has the production to warrant it. Uh, so like, and if he's a wide receiver one, so be it. You have everyone else behind him like that addition with Bradley as well. Uh, so you arguably got your wide receiver one RB one and QB one in this early class potentially. Um, so that's notable. And then as we've said, yes, Cam die younger brother of Ernest could come in here and slide in as a, as a guard that we'll need just a depth piece in general, but he comes from a good school. We're thinking he's going to play right away. So keep an eye out for that name. Excited to have him. And everything you said, Noah, with Paul Geelan, I feel like we have no choice but to say, you know, full on with him because Nick Hill is all in on him as well. He said, quote, we wanted to identify a kicker who could have a big impact. He does both, took over punting duties this year, really brought him here to solidify the kicker position, end quote, and mentioned a lot of other stuff. But, you know, coming from a smaller school in general, you know, if you have the, if you have the leg, if you have the ability – and that's all that matters. We mentioned that before. It's all mental with a lot of these guys. They'll always have the leg for it. It's just if they can, you know, with the pressure on in a certain moment, kick the kick that they need to have. And hopefully Paul can bring that. Yes, Netherlands, he kicked, you know, Nick was mentioned how, of course, with the uh, uh, just the ties of overseas, you want to get guys who can do this well. I mean, he's got two years left. And as we know, we need a kicker. And, this means, you know, Nathan Torn is going to keep being the punter, but we know Paul Geelan has the ability to do both. If need be, he can be our Idaho Chavez, if need be. But nonetheless, he does have the stats to back it up, and it's all about trusting the guy from a lower level coming in here to make those kicks. At 6'5", he's got massive size. So one of the more notable adds to the transfer class and of the team for sure. Love Tay Marrero because Noah what we preach all off season we need to get a guy who can be a surefire specialist he's had a couple of returns in his career and he can also catch passes for almost a thousand yards had 10 touchdowns this past season at Charleston at the University of Charleston at a Louisville region we love Kentucky and Florida guys um so he has the talent to he can sign in that receiver room with as we mentioned the aforementioned Bradley Clark Fenton Davis and Alan Middleton it's a good group there maybe he could add one more down the line who knows Nick Hill preached his explosiveness. We kind of had a feeling with that one along the way here. And then others as well. As you said, Jaheim Peak will come in here. Nick said he's going to play right away, of course, at that linebacker spot at a time of need for that, just additions-wise. And then Shug Walker adding to the same thing. I like Shug Walker. We had the uh, the potential with him throughout. We kind of had a good feeling about him, and he shows out on tape as well. He led Murray in tackling, you know, a guy that can come in here and play that Barola role, honestly, kind of that nastiness to an extent that he could bring. So we filled up linebacker, uh, filled up wide receiver, filled up a lot of what special teams could be an offensive line piece. And of course our quarterback and running back. So a really good initial class. And then we can't forget PJ winners out of DuCoin, a wide receiver, five nine one fifty eight. Yeah. That coming here and can get that chance for sure. Academics matters. We're not sure if he's a walk on. We would like to think he is. It hasn't really let that been known yet. Unless I just missed that. We're just talking how it's probably the case. So overall, it was a good class to like get guys that can help you right away, no doubt. And we know there's still some on the horizon. I mean, no, I mean, if I don't think there's any that you could say that sticks out to you that are still available that we'd like to have. We'll just kind of leave that up for, you know, if if it happens, it happens kind of thing. We've lost out on some. Um, but again, a, a really good early class. Your final thoughts on all of this and this initial class of, again, getting these guys that are going to impact this team right away. Definitely the transfers and Overall, just obviously a really solid freshman class. Yeah, very, very excited about this freshman class. And, um, 
excited to see where these guys end up and obviously see where they stack up. Obviously I was, obviously it's, it's hard to tell with FCS level rankings, but um, according to, uh, according to 24 seven sports, uh, we'd be the second highest uh, in the Missouri Valley in recruiting for freshmen, North Dakota state is right above us. They're at 144 in the overall rankings. We're at 147. South Dakota at 149. UNI at 150. South Dakota State all the way down at 156. So not too far behind them. So a lot of, a lot of MVC schools above a lot of the the group of five teams uh, of the FBS. So um, pretty cool to see that. But yeah, excited for this freshman class. There is a, some still out there. Um, I was thinking of the guy you and I were talking about earlier that was committing. I don't know if he committed elsewhere. He probably did. Josiah Ward. Um, he is headed to Alabama A&M. So that's a guy we talked about earlier was committing tonight. But, yeah, there's still a little bit out there. But um, I would expect probably – obviously, it's a long ways away. But we always have a few in the full – end up in the full class that end up surprises that came out of nowhere don't really hear about them and obviously there's there's some kickers and punters still out on my board so i would probably expect them maybe to find another way to add um a special team guy in the end throughout the rest of the recruiting process yeah they can't just you know settle on something and say okay we got our guy let's move off it. you need to go keep trying to get best players available and guys that you think can help you because it never hurts to add to a team, there are always going to be guys that end up on the team where we never saw coming or didn't expect kind of thing. And that'll lead up to February when more and more keeps happening for sure. So again, love this initial class, of course, if, and there's, again, there's still time to go with a lot of them, but high school and transfer class already looking really good. I mean, we're up that high and, and, and freshmen in high school, right behind North Dakota state. I mean, even with losing their coach, you know, they could, they could fall out a little bit. They're still getting guys in South Dakota state should you know, especially what happens in this next game could even get even higher in that regard here in the latter stretches of these periods. But uh, it's good to see. And obviously, of course, Carson helps that a lot, getting him a really highly rated player in here as well. So signs are pointing up. It's some momentum we said we wanted to have off of a season where we did have some success and we're looking to keep it going quickly here. Just talking about other housekeeping things. Zach Zabrowski, shout out to him. He won the D2 Heisman for his work at Central Missouri, and he's returning for another year. So he could potentially be a back-to-back -back winner if he keeps it up. Shout out to Zach for doing his thing and finally going and doing, you know, when we said initially, it's like, man, get out of here and go do your thing. And that's what he's doing as the D2 Heisman. Shout out to him. And then, as we know, the title game that we both predicted, Montana and South Dakota State, is happening on January 7th. It's a shame that Albany went into Brookings and got beat 59 to nothing. Ridiculous. I just really wish we could have beat Idaho so we could have moved on and played in the Final Four and gave South Dakota State the fight that no one else could get this year, as we already did. And then Montana beat North Dakota State in, in double overtime by two points. Phenomenal game. It's what we expect. The North Dakota State fighting to the very end in that run we predicted. All for naught, though. And their new coach leaving. They hired another guy recently. But now it is the Jackrabbits and the Grizz for the championship, like I said, on Sunday, January 7th. Definitely going to watch that one, see if South Dakota State can bring it home near the end. There's some other touch-up stuff, but we'll save it for 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 another day, like the Sluki Unleashed thing that came out not too long ago, talking about what could happen with new 
football facility is a new practice facility that could not have doors on the side, but it's a covered facility, everything with new locker rooms, everything. We kind of talked about basketball a long time ago, but we'll talk about more of this. It's a big old $100 million thing I want to do in the next 10 years, but just touching on it in general for sure. So no overall, like I said, on, on this class, but your final thoughts in general about maybe even what kind of episode will come with everybody next. I mean, so we usually we come out with a couple months in between, like I said, during say or next time we come to you, everybody will be in February. This might be our last episode of 2023, though. Looking ahead, it could be something in January, just a check-in kind of thing, but maybe it'll be in February. So, you know, your overall final thoughts of this overall 2023. Obviously, we have the season and everything else, just the year in general, because it is our final one of the year. Overall thoughts. Yeah, very excited. Like I said, starting the podcast podcast very excited time to see guys uh coming into this program not only the freshmen with the transfers and still trying to follow along a little bit here and there obviously and follow along the off season and see how winter workouts and stuff like that go and yeah obviously uh maybe not be just both of us on but if a commit or something happens Within the before February, one of us might jump on and just give it like an overall. Uh, this this has happened, and maybe even talk about um, the the future project they have in that with the commit also or a couple commits because this team's not done adding and it's going to be an exciting winter. Obviously, we're in full swing basketball, but this team's got a lot of work to do to get better. Yeah, and it, again, it's the momentum we've talked about, and that's all we want to hear. That's all we want to know about what, they, what they're going to do with these new additions, everything leading into the New Year. So it was a special year overall. Yeah, we'll never rule out not coming to you guys about something that would happen in between. There could be more big additions that we'll want to. We'll see about that. But if not, we'll come to you guys in a couple months to recap that next signing period. Uh, it was a good 2023, and we're looking forward to a potentially even better 2024 in, in its own right. We're excited for what the future holds for this team and just the early stages here. Looking forward to what is next. So, for Nick Malone. No alerts. See you guys in the new year. Go dogs. <laughs>